0: Welcome back to the Smarter Marketer Podcast, brought to you by Rocket Agency. I'm your host, James Lawrence. Welcome back to the Smarter Marketer Podcast. I am joined today by the Smarter Marketer resident in-house marketer, Kaylee Melham. Kaylee, welcome back to the pod.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Now, you're back on the pod because our first pod together is the number one ranking Smarter Marketer Podcast of all time. So yeah. we thought we'd make this a bit more of a regular occurrence let's see if we can if we can do this do it even better this time
1: I'll do our first one
0: 100 percent. so the reason this podcast came about is that we're having a really good and in-depth discussion in the office last week and it was all around basically is google on the decline in australia which seems like a kind of controversial viewpoint but yeah. probably for the first time in 20 years it's a question that we probably need to ask. And I think as, as marketers out there, I think I do wanna know where where the platforms sit and we've kind of got obviously the huge step change of ChatGPT that we've seen since the back end of last year. We've got the absolute rise of Amazon, which is kind of no doubt about that. Something which I think has snuck up on the community is the rise of search in social and users bypassing search engines altogether and using social media as the way that they actually search products and services so we had a really good interesting discussion with a bunch of the team someone said hey this should be a podcast so we've done a little bit more kind of digging around to get some i guess some meat on the bone so kaylee i'm going to throw it over to you to put me in the hot seat but um, let's make this a discussion as well
1: yeah yeah awesome i think the first place to start really is the history of google kind of from its inception in australia to where it is now
0: we'll do this super briefly but this probably shows my age a little bit when I was um, <laughs> when I was at university I was running like an internet marketing consultancy and it might sound unbelievable but at the time Google wasn't the kind of preeminent search engine in Australia we were kind of doing very 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 rudimentary SEO campaigns and some very different pay-per-click campaigns at the time like Google was in the mix for sure but there was look smart which was a big Australian search engine at the time Microsoft has always kind of dabbled in the space with having search mm-hmm. engines there was Ask Jeeves and a whole bunch of other ones and basically google took over kind of the dominance of of um, search in australia as it kind of has throughout the english speaking world the stat on google is that it has higher penetration in australia than it does in any other market around the world and we've kind of seen over that period the rise of google search we've seen advertising plowing into the google ad words as it was then into the google ads as it is now moving away from yellow pages moving away from tv it's No exaggeration to say that Google probably has 95, 96, 97% ownership of the search engine space in Australia, where in America, they'll kind of talk 80-20 between being in Google. We've never seen anything less than kind of 95, 94% with Google. Looking at our clients, sometimes you look at sales decks from being in Google and they'll talk about maybe a 90-10 split just depending on, on the data you're looking at. But I think a lot of that's been driven by It's kind of almost in both the platforms' interests. Google kind of doesn't want to be seen to be a monopoly. This is a worldwide thing because it potentially puts them under more scrutiny with kind of regulation being likes the idea of having a bigger market share to go out and kind of sell ad space. So it's kind of been just a one horse race for so long. Google kind of had its attempts at kind of building out a social media network kind of in the, the late noughties, didn't work, fell to pieces. They've never been able to manage to buy a social media platform.
1: Which is so interesting when you actually think about it. I had no idea that they yeah. tried to introduce a social media platform. I think
0: it was Google Wave and then it got rolled into a different product and just obviously the the rise of Facebook kind of in the mid to late noughties was seen as what's well, eyeballs, impressions and how do, how do we play in that space as well and they could never nail it. They've obviously put a heap of effort into YouTube as a kind of growth engine yeah. to compete with TV to get eyeballs and it's been tremendously successful but mm-hmm. Google... Google search has been kind of to a large extent, I don't want to say one trick pony, but it has been the absolute kind of 80 20 for the company. I think the last data I saw was that Google as an alphabet was about $54 billion of, of turnover in a quarter. Of that, 40 was search ads fundamentally. I think, you know, and then you kind of the seven in YouTube and seven in, in Google ad, ad Network, display ads yeah. and, and the whatnot, but it is very much search driven. Yeah, and I guess over that time, we've, I guess we'll jump into it later on in terms of in social and whatever else, but it has very much been a landscape dominated by Google. If you look at all the graphs of increase in usage, increase in ad spend, it's just mm-hmm. this beautiful kind of high-growth curve for Google. And they're still yeah. growing. Like Google search ads is growing. I think it'll be interesting to look at data from the last 12 months as to whether that is still the case. But yeah. And it's still a complete behemoth, so we're not trying to suggest for a minute that – you know, Google's over and it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's a flash in the pan, but yeah. uh, there's serious competition for the space now. And I think let's dig into that because I think it's, um, it's something that marketers need to know about.
1: Yeah, well, I think jumping on from that is kind of your perspective on the search dynamic in Australia at the moment and what the different kind of parties involved in that are.
0: Yeah. I think the first one to talk about is Amazon, right? So yeah. Amazon has been a complete behemoth in the United States for a very long time.
1: Absolutely. Um, You you
0: jump back 10 years, and at that time, Amazon was already a part of the fabric in the States, the biggest retailer, putting huge amounts of pressure on traditional retailers like Walmart. It's had a much deeper cut through in Europe, in countries like the UK, than it has in Australia. And Mm -hmm. Australian e-commerce, up until probably the last couple of years was always viewed as a complete laggard where it was kind of the things that were happening in the U S and the things that were happening in the UK in the e-commerce space, they would look at Australia and kind of just say it's, it's a backwater. And, um, part of that is a very small market. You're dealing with a a market of 20, 25 million versus market of, you know, close to 300 million or, you know, 50, 60, 70 million in the UK. Part of that is just the, the, the vastness of the, of the land where, the population so spread out, logistics are difficult, so it became a very difficult place to kind of come into. so you'd, you'd stick to your strengths there. Amazon, we do some work with them, so kind of just talking from the outs of what we see publicly and making that clear to listeners. So there's no conflict. but Amazon's clearly come in very aggressively into the country in in recent years, and this is all public information. like the intent isn't to kind of be where they are now. The intent is to be at a similar place in Australia as to where they are in the States and and in Europe. And if you look at the stats out of the US, Amazon plays a more significant role in the path to purchase in e com in the States than Google does. I think it's kind of mm-hmm. depends on the survey and eMarketer, which is a really legitimate research house, and this is data from May 2022, is saying that 61% of US consumers start their search in Amazon and 49% are using a search engine then it jumps down to Walmart, 32%, YouTube, 20%. What I do want to talk about is Facebook, 19, Instagram, 15, and TikTok, 11, which we'll talk about a little bit later on in the pod. There's a really good article in MI3, which I think we'll link to in the notes to the pod, which is on a similar topic to this. And they they were kind of saying that by 2030, what was the stack, Haley? I think it was.
1: So they're saying that by 2030, Amazon will capture a quarter of, australian e-commerce
0: yeah it's huge it's huge but to me that seems highly conservative where you look in the states and search engine land was saying last month so may 2023 yeah amazon was roughly 50 percent of of online retail in the states versus google kind of driving 31 Mm percent i just don't think that we get to 2030 and amazon sitting at 25 percent i think i just see it playing a much more significant role like that so yeah. if, if you're selling a product if you're not using amazon at the moment you're kind of going to have to be basically within you know two three four five years so i think it's a um, consumer behavior will will change and talking before recording and it's a small it's a sample of one right but it's, it's essentially how i do pretty much all of my online shopping now is for amazon you don't which is interesting but that's just yeah. preference and the stats don't lie internationally and i suspect they won't lie locally and with amazon you have all those big studies in the states talk about not only the numbers there, but you've also just got trust. You've got intent. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So
0: it's just like, it's a bit different, it's a more contained ecosystem. So being there as a seller, you kind of have the credibility around trust, delivery, logistics, mm-hmm. which can sometimes not be there if you're kind of buying direct outside of that mm-hmm. network. So I think just in terms of this conversation, the genie's not going back in the bottle on Amazon. So I think if yeah. you're if you're in the space where you're selling and you're not starting to take that seriously, then you kind of need to. Um, so yeah. that, that would be my perspective on Amazon and e-com.
1: I think jumping forward, we'd be silly not to discuss ChatGPT and the kind of impact that that's having on search. And I think there's a lot of fear around that over the next few years and what that's going to look like for businesses in terms of especially creating content and whether they are gonna get as much traffic to their website and whatnot. So we'd be keen to hear your thoughts on that yeah. one.
0: It's a really interesting one. There's kind of two sides to that coin, right? There's the, probably less relevant to this conversation, but is the impact of ChatGPT on us as marketers, on our jobs, yeah. on what we do? Are there things that will now become automated that previously a person in our team or we ourselves used to do? As digital marketers running an agency like us, obviously we're starting to create content, do research, content briefs, a whole bunch of stuff we're doing through ChatGPT or through Google Bard where previously that was toil and hours. So I don't want to talk about that. I think that's more about AI's impact yeah. on us as professionals and white-collar work. And that's yeah. not just us as marketers. That's a whole bunch of different industries. But so that's, mm-hmm. that's one side of it. But I think the side of it that is more interesting to this conversation is what impact ChatGPT as a place where people go to find answers mm-hmm. to questions and problems where they once would have turned to Google. And that is something which probably needs a crystal ball to some extent, Um, but the message to marketers is it's starting to happen. So fast moving and it's really hard to get data. The two studies that I've seen, it's hard. The space is so fast moving. The studies themselves weren't huge. They were kind of, I think one of them was a couple of thousand respondents and one of them maybe just a little bit bigger than that. But one through Finder was saying that 3 million Australians were using ChatGPT as of March, 2023. And the other one was saying 25% of adults. And so it's a huge volume of users that some of them may have been running admin tasks and helping them do their job, whatever else. But I think it's safe to say that a good chunk of those users would now be using ChatGPT to find the answers to questions that they once turned to Google for. I think almost useless to try to predict what happens in that space. We've got Google, Google has rolled out BARD, which is the equivalent to ChatGPT's product. We've got Google at the moment in beta in the States with Google SGE, which essentially Mm -hmm. is Google's equivalent to what the ChatGPT, Microsoft Bing integration has been in the States. The stuff internationally, which is bigger in terms of sample size and data, is saying that the early signals in in the US and Europe aren't actually seeing much of a change in users' Mm -hmm. behavior in Google that kind of maybe a slight plateauing, but definitely not a huge drop off in term, that can be attributed to what we're seeing with people turning to AI.
1: Yeah, and I think kind of food for thought, but something that I found really interesting, and this is popping up so much on TikTok and Instagram for me, is the way that people are using chat GPT now and turning their answers into specialists. So you can actually go in and code it and say, act as an IT specialist yeah. or act as a travel agent who is specialized in this particular area. And so you can kind of have those conversations and ask very specific and niche questions and get those answers. But I think an opposing thought is how many people actually know how to brief it properly to get those results. Yeah. And unless you do, you are going to be turning to Google to get those answers.
0: That's it. So like for me, this isn't, you know, ChatGPT is going to kill Google or Microsoft being because of the integration with ChatGPT is going to beat Google because Google doesn't have enough AI smarts and devs. Like the reality is, is that Google has had AI in that organization for almost 20 years. Mm -hmm. They've got a huge team. They've got deep pockets. It will be, it is a war. It is a battle. It is happening. I suspect that given Google's ability, kind of it's proven over the last 20 years that it has the smarts to move products in a way that people want to use them. So I don't want to be unnecessarily controversial on this, but I mm-hmm. think what we don't know as marketers is what impact of this. And yeah. my personal opinion is is that this will transform voice search. I think with voice search, similar to the smartphone where for probably five, six years before the iPhone, people tried, never worked. It was always, it will happen, it will happen. And then finally Apple nailed it. Similar mm-hmm. thing with voice search. I think next year will be the, the year of voice search has kind of been the thing that's been said for the last 10 years and it never yeah. really has been think we'll find that ai virtual assistants it will transform the way that we interact with technology to get answers to questions so mm-hmm. for me it's more of a watch this space but it is so fast moving that if things move in a particular direction we have to as marketers realize that the way that potentially our customers or prospective customers went about their research journey to find someone like us it's going to be very yeah. very different so i'd be very cautious of that and definitely trying, trying to educate stakeholders c-suite that we're not yet seeing a transformation with the way that users are searching for someone like us but we're keeping an eye on it um and i mm-hmm. suspect it'll hit different sectors differently right
1: yeah and i remember reading an article for the life of me i can't remember what it was but it was kind of saying that with every big technological advancement things move slowly yeah. and then all at once yeah and i think we're kind of in that slowly stage so it'll be interesting to see what happens when it hits all at once a hundred
0: percent but the But the idea that it's not going to impact things is pretty much fanciful now. So I think if if you're not kind of on board with it being the direction things are going, you probably need to be.
1: I mean, when you speak of certain industries, I'm Gen Z, and I completely bypass Google when it comes to things like searching for restaurants, searching for things to do in the Blue Mountains, things to do in Sydney. I turn straight to TikTok, straight to Instagram. Like that's the first place that I go I don't even consider. Google for things like that. And I think that social is playing such a huge role, especially in Gen Z, but throughout all kind of demographics yeah. and, and searches. So keen to hear your, your thoughts on yeah. social and TikTok and everything.
0: I actually think this is the big one. I think this yeah. is the one that I, like Amazon will continue to grow. If you're a, an online retailer working in e-commerce, I think you know that and you yeah. probably just, you'll steep up your moves, a bit of focus there as buyer behavior changes the AI impact is one that we don't really know. And it could, it could mm. be flash in the pan and Google will integrate it so well into all its product stack that we're still using Google just in a slightly different way. Yeah, The social one is not the case. So I think it's, yeah. it's really interesting where Google became the dominant player in digital. Facebook kind of had that period from, you know, the probably the late noughties into the mid 2010s snapped up Instagram Social at the time was social. It was very much kids connecting with friends, family. Mm-hmm. then mum and dad got on it, and then it became a way of staying in contact with friends and family overseas. Mm-hmm. We would like and engage with brands. Probably probably be, was stronger on the publisher side, where then we started to get use it as our, our source of news still very much social though it was socially led would see things from our connections we then started to advertise as marketers We're like well there's eyeballs there we can do it's great yeah. targeting let's let's get some ad- ads in there. Instagram kind of took off more visual probably to a slightly different demographic, slightly different type of brand consumer engagement, more visual type thing yeah. Lots of eyeballs, but it kind of there was kind of almost this nice relationship between you know Google for search, social as a way of keeping in contact with friends. Don't mind getting advertised to, yeah. um, and that was kind of where things were at. What we're seeing now is very different to that.
1: Hundred kind of started
0: with Snapchat. Snapchat probably isn't the growth engine that that it kind of appeared it would be. Mm-hmm. But you look at TikTok now, and it is actually it's a step change. It's a step change mm-hmm. in terms of how it presents itself and how users engage with it. We yeah. had, we had TikTok come out and present to rocket and they were unashamedly, they said, we're not, we're not a social media network. It's just not what we are. They say we're an entertainment platform mm-hmm. and it's what they are. And the, the algorithm is so compelling. It's so powerful in serving up content that we as, as users are interested in. The time spent in platform is staggering. Like the numbers that they presented to us, I think it was 110 minutes per day. Average user would stay in platform in TikTok. The numbers in YouTube, I think, were around 67, around the hour mark. So not quite double, but a lot more. And then Facebook and Instagram, much less than that in terms of time Mm. spent in platform. You then kind of couple that with the fact that it is huge in, in terms of Gen Z and that younger demographic. But the numbers that came out last month were, I think it was around 6 million Australians are now on TikTok which is just a huge stat, right? In terms of yeah. growth in a, in a really short space of time. And why that matters for us as marketers is that the pattern has changed where in TikTok, we're not really as interested in the content we're getting from friends and likes and people on holidays and baby photos. We're getting served up content, but we're also now starting to search for content through the yeah. platform. I think it'd be interesting for you to kind of share the anecdotal, once again, sample of one. So this isn't indicative of every Everyone in Australia's behavior, but I think it's interesting <laughs> no, the, the, the one not. you shared with your friend.
1: Yes, I had a friend that just came back from Europe, and she was her exact words were TikTok was our Google, and they just searched on TikTok restaurants to eat in Monaco, 10 things to do in Sicily, and that was how they found their itinerary. That's what they used to determine what they were going to do, and because it is visual, you're not having Google say. Here's this place, and it's you're literally seeing all of the videos play out. You're saying that place looks amazing. Look at how cool this is, and it's kind of the same for a lot of instances. I mean, I saw something on Instagram a few weeks ago that said really cool thing to do in Sydney, and I did it with my friends last night. Saw mm. the video, said, "Hey guys, let's do it." We all went, and it was a group thing that we did. But that's what that's what it is. That's
0: it, and we kind of you see the rise of the platform. There's a really interesting quote from a Google. I'll actually read it out. I've got the note here. Prabhakar Raghavan, a Google senior vice president, said at a technology conference in July, I think this would have been last July, 40% of Gen Z prefer searching on TikTok or Instagram over Google. So that's in a New York Times article uh, which is titled For Gen Z, TikTok is the new search engine, which Mm. goes into some detail. And it it kind of mirrors what we're saying in that in certain categories, if you're looking at restaurants, if you're looking at recipes, those types of categories, Mm -hmm. TikTok is becoming a very, very interesting place to play and definitely cannibalizing volumes with within Google. So I think it's going to be very naive to not look at user behavior within TikTok as yeah. something that, that, we, that we need to pay a lot of attention to.
1: I think an interesting point also, and this has been brought up a number of times on the pod, whether that's B2B or B2C, whatever type of business you are, is the importance of referrals. And I know that we did have that episode with Sharon Smith on influencer marketing but when you look at instagram and tiktok if you're watching a video and someone says go to this restaurant it's amazing you go in the comments and there's 300 comments of everyone else saying it's amazing that's kind of a referral in and of itself like it's kind of a different way to get that trustworthiness and and have those ideas Uh, shared uh,
0: 100 like that's the the beauty of the platform right there's a couple of things going on there one is video right so that you know the whole thing a picture tells a thousand words and yeah. <laughs> what, what does a video tell then it does just it cuts straight through right it just very quickly allows you to kind of be more into that experience the nature mm-hmm. of the content being created well the nature of the content that works on the platform it's snackable it's fast-paced it very quickly cuts mm-hmm. to the chase and then it contains exactly as you said right it's got that those social proof elements we're kind of seeing it right so the reality is is that social search is now a phenomenon and depending on the category you're playing in, you need to be looking at what your users are, you know, where, where your potential customers are. And it's a classic of marketing, right message to the right person at the right time. But the space has yeah. changed. And, it, and like all of these platforms, it starts off with the kids as Facebook did, as Instagram did, as Snapchat did. Mm-hmm. And it then changes, right? And it won't be long before Mum is on TikTok. <laughs> I don't, well, uh, we'll see. She, she, we'll see if she's listening to the pod. I mean, she might already be. <laughs> um, well
1: when the tiktok rep came out and kind of discussed the demographics of people on tiktok they said that the idea that everyone thinks that it's just young people on tiktok and it's not the case i mean there's different sides but it's definitely not just 18 to 24 year olds 100 with a lot of the discussion that we had it's good to get clarity around as a marketer what can i be doing today so there is lots of things that we know are going to be changing in the future and lots of developments that will occur and changes to the space, but what can we be doing today? What channels or activities are valuable for us to do to get the most out of right now, but also plan ahead for the, for the coming years?
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a great question. We kind of talked at the beginning of the pod about this, not being deliberately controversial or deliberately inflammatory. And it's, it's, it's definitely don't panic. I often, Push back really hard when people say SEO is dead, because it, I've been hearing it for the last 15 years. And if I'd if I if clients had done it or if I'd believed it, they'd be in a much worse place. Like the reality mm-hmm. is, is that Google still pushes roughly half of the traffic around Australia every day into websites. Yeah. And there is still downside in social media platforms. You're very much locked into those ecosystems. You don't get people to your website. You kind of get less first-party data. So the numbers don't lie, and you need to look at we've got a very diverse range of listeners to the pod. You need mm-hmm. to look in, into, your, into your vertical in your market. What's the user behavior look like? And is it changing? And, and it may well be. And if you're in Ecom and you haven't yet looked at Amazon, then you probably should be. If you're yeah. in hospitality, if you're in events, if you're in travel, if you're in certain areas, you probably should be playing around with TikTok if you're not. But does that mean that you should abandon, you know, your entire Google strategy? Absolutely not, right? So uh-huh. things are changing. That's part of the beauty of the space we play in, but mm-hmm. I think for me the purpose of the pod is to effectively communicate the kind of more macro trends because I think it is easy yeah. month to month, month to month. Well, if we are seeing a decline in Google, is it because our search engine is not doing a good job, or is it simply there's a rise in zero-click searches in our space, or because actually users are now turning to different platforms to find answers to those questions and problems? So for me, it's very much probably just listen to you know the reason for listening to the pod. Is to maybe just take some time to actually think about it and look into it, like yeah. are are our are our best prospective customers still playing in Google, or mm-hmm. actually might they be looking at getting answers, you know, through an AI platform like ChatGPT, or are yeah. our you know are we skewing younger and are we finding that we're getting a bit of anecdotal feedback that you know our TikTok thing isn't performing or it is like that's what they're the types of questions that I'd be asking, mm. and I'd be arming myself with information to effectively communicate this to stakeholders in my organization. Cause I think you yeah. wanna you want to be ahead of the curve. Like you, 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 mm. you mentioned it earlier, which is I don't think you want to be at the bleeding edge on a lot of this stuff. Like sometimes there is first mover advantage, but a lot of the time there's not. So I think I wouldn't wanting, I wouldn't be rushing to move all my budgets out of the things that have worked into stuff that might, but we're big big believers at Rocket of having a test budget on stuff. So if it is spending, yeah. you know, a ten percent budget for the next three months testing something that you think will work whether it's Amazon or whether it's in TikTok, then I'd be a big advocate for, for that.
1: And I think it does come back to strategy and what you were saying before, reviewing your buyer personas, what's their sales journey? What touch points do they have with your brand or with products or with services that you're offering? And are there spaces that you're not playing in that you could be? Yeah. Have that you know test, see the opportunity there, maybe trial it for two, three months. Is there opportunity or is it just not working?
0: 100% and have an open mind, right? I think it's yeah. it's very easy to dismiss things like Snapchat and TikTok as being a kid's platform, but mm-hmm. it's just not the case anymore. And it's like it's, I'm glad you raised it, which is the, the reality that the demographic data that we last saw was I think they're actually mentioning certain certain demos being the fastest growth areas within TikTok and they weren't the young kids anymore, right? The young kids have already jumped on there and there is yeah. this explosion of content and for much older demographics. I think just bring an open mind to it and um, definitely businesses out there that are marketing B2B through TikTok. So yeah, that'd be uh, an interesting thing to explore.
1: Yeah,
0: awesome. Awesome, well Kaylee, thanks for uh, coming back onto the pod. We'll, uh, We'll have to do it again sooner rather than later.
1: Absolutely, thanks James.
0: Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Smarter Marketer Podcast. Stay up to date about new episodes on LinkedIn and Instagram by searching for Smarter Marketer Podcast. You can purchase your own copy of Smarter Marketer via the Amazon website. And if you want a second opinion about your business's approach to digital marketing, send me an email, jamesl at rocketagency.com.au or visit the rocketagency.com.au website. Thanks for your time.